Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Starving Writers Guild Anime, Manga, and Comics Podcast. I'm your host, MC, and as you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, because <laughs> I'm very self-conscious about it right now, I am very sick, and I have been for the past couple of days. <clears throat> um, and that's something you're probably going to have to bear with this whole episode, is I'm going to be coughing a lot. I apologize for that, if that messes with anyone's head. <clears throat> Just, uh... Extend as much grace as possible you can my way. It's, It's been awful these past couple weeks. Like, I have had no time to record. I am recording this, like, right before, like, the next pack of chapters are about to be released. <clears throat> so, uh, I am doing this episode right now because if I don't, then I'm going to have to do a, a, a double episode of manga. And that's going to be, like, three hours long. <laughs> Plus, so... I'm just not in the mood for that. I mean, maybe maybe some of you guys are, but uh, not me. So, thanks for your patience. Thanks for everything. Like, uh, we have just gotten a, a, a spike of a bit in uh, viewership. So, I just want to let you guys know, like, uh, some of you, you're spreading the word. And that's something I'm not doing um, <clears throat> outside of uh, speaking with people around me here. Uh, and uh, going on Twitter and advertising the podcast. And Oh, by the way, we are now on Spotify, so welcome to everyone there who's finding us here for the first time. Um, <laughs> that turned out to be one of those things that, you know how your brain can get the idea of, oh my gosh, this is going to be one of the most difficult things in the world, and I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it when it happens, and then I started signing up finally for it, and it happened in like three minutes. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry for your headphone users out there. Those coughs are probably going to be loud. So I am happy that we finally got on there. Um, <clears throat> so uh, looking forward to see what that does. Like I said, I'm I'm very, very happy to see that this is being spread out uh, way more, especially at such an early time in the history of the podcast uh, than I expected. Like uh, We've reached globally. We've reached plenty of states uh, <clears throat> Uh, in the U.S., like, way more than I thought that there would be consistent viewers, uh, or listeners, I should say, <laughs> in those states. And uh, hopefully that episode where I shouted you guys out uh, survives, uh, <clears throat> because I do want to let you guys know just how appreciative I am that you are doing this. <clears throat> so enough of that. Uh, what have I been watching? Well, it's been more than two weeks uh, see, well, yep, since I was able to record. So I've been able to finish a lot. <clears throat> I continued through the uh, certain uh, magical index series and rail, uh, certain scientific railgun series. Uh, I can't remember if I said if I finished Accelerator or not last time, uh, but I did that as well. And gotta say, they definitely turned me around on him. I was very <clears throat> uh, unsure of how they were going to redeem him, and uh, especially. It, his characterization across these multiple shows uh, was a, a very good <clears throat> uh, twist. A twist uh, in how you know he's reliant on the the Mitsuka network to use his powers now, and how he doesn't ever want to harm them again because you know he just thought they were lifeless dolls. But oh no, these were actual people. <clears throat> so Accelerator was really great. Uh, also, as well, uh, in <clears throat> sorry. Uh, Index season two and three. Um, sorry, some of it kind of jumbles all together. And I will, I will not lie, I, I was definitely feeling a little fatigued by the end. 
Uh, not that the the show itself was bad. It's just I'd watched so much of it so quickly, so that's a little more on me than the show. <clears throat> Especially since with every arc, it feels like there's 50 new characters introduced. Oh gosh, I gotta learn more proper nouns. Just what I need in my life. <laughs> um, but to see. Um, <clears throat> you know, Toma uh, continuing to build his relationship with the, the people in his life, the poor guy and his uh, catchphrase of rotten luck, uh, just how everything just goes wrong. But, you know, he's the, the, the what's the word I'm looking, the phrase I'm looking for here? <clears throat> uh, or, uh, or the wrong guy at the right time, or <laughs> whichever one it is, sorry. I'm a little heady from uh, medicine right now, so... You'll forgive me for that, I hope. <clears throat> but I will say uh, that <clears throat> my personal favorites throughout this are more Railgun, uh, Railgun S and T. Uh, Mikoto Mitsuka is has quickly become one of my favorite characters in all of fiction. I mean, I am placing her on the pedestals of uh, such people <clears throat> as, uh, for, for me, uh, Jaina Solo, um... Oh gosh, where that uh, Reagan Eritaka, uh, and those are three very different people. <clears throat> uh, uh, Michael Carpenter from the Dresden Files. Uh, she is the definition of a dynamic character, and the definition of, <clears throat> I mean, how you make a protagonist who isn't just reacting to the things around them; they're actually actively doing something about them, which you know, sometimes Toma can be a bit reactive, but some of, he's not actively seeking stuff out until he gets involved. And he's definitely a really good character, but I definitely prefer Misaka to him. <clears throat> and, you know, just the clever applications of, you know, you would think, you know, with electrical abilities, you, you would go, like, along the roots of, a, you know, Electro or something like that. But uh, the whole railgun idea... Uh, <laughs> Is just visually awesome but then how she learns how to use her abilities in other ways how she can objects <clears throat> using electricity to cling on to objects <clears throat> a wall crawl and stuff like that and showing you know, showing her smarts but also showing that even with all these really advanced upgrades to herself that she is still a frail girl who, if she gets it, is going to get taken out of a fight. Um, <clears throat> so she needs to be extremely careful. And gotta say, I, I'm really loving the Index Railgun Accelerator series. Uh, I'm looking forward uh, to whenever they do release new stuff. Uh, I am not looking into anything right now. <clears throat> not because I'm afraid of spoilers. I mean, you guys know me. I don't really care about spoilers. But more, I just want to be. <clears throat> just want to i want to watch it fresh um when it gets released so and once again uh thanks to uh, i i shouted them out last time uh the the person who made the chronological order of episodes to watch them in as in these are happening on these days so you want to watch these then that was extremely helpful to me it helped put a lot of context behind certain things if i had watched them in release order i would have been completely lost <clears throat> Uh, so I really love that. Let's see, besides that, uh, I, I watched um, last night. I watched Willy's Wonderland, and 
for those of you who don't know, that's a, it's a Nicolas Cage film. Uh, and it's basically, as someone who doesn't like that series in particular, it's just not really my thing. It's basically Five Nights at Freddy's, but with Nicolas Cage. And I gotta say, the movie was pretty good. And, <clears throat> like, that man got the greatest paycheck of his life, because I don't think he said a single word the entire film. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely unconvinced that, that someone just put a, a camera next to Nicolas Cage, and that's just what he does during the day. <laughs> Clean up haunted uh, old Chuck E. Cheese places and destroy the animatronics there. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's been a fun ride um, I think I'll save the others cause I, if all goes well I may actually do the comics episode which is going to have to be a double episode uh, just from the way things have been <clears throat> later tonight so I'll save some of the other things I've been watching for that so uh, with that in mind we will be going into our manga section tonight uh, we'll be starting with <clears throat> a Yashiman uh, that'll be chapter, <clears throat> uh, gosh, sorry, my voice is killing me right now, how much I really don't like it, <clears throat> oh man, um, uh, chapter seven, and that is going to be, oh, come on, word, don't do, oh, there we go, you'll make a pretty piece, <clears throat> so, uh, previously, uh, in the midst of everything that had been going on. <clears throat> uh, they were found out by uh, the Anmyo branch, which was uh, there to... <clears throat> sorry. Uh, there to make sure, like, hey, what's going on here uh, with you guys? Uh, uh, are you wanting up and up? <clears throat> so uh, Urara is in her new headquarters with... Uh, Tim, who says he's brought some lunch for her, <clears throat> and she's say, asking her if it's comfy. She says, no, it's not comfy. I'm not comfy staying in the abandoned bar. Who would be? But it'll work well enough as a hiding spot for now. And at least they've helped us tidy up the place. <clears throat> she tells him that she appreciates them for what they've done. I guess Shinjuku isn't a completely lost cause, but has such manly Yashimai like you around. Thank you. And that kind of like, makes them go, well, what? And then she looks down, so oh, is there dust here? What, don't you incompetent fools know how to clean? Look, the only thing you useless idiots have going for you is your ambition. <clears throat> That's where you say, I'm sorry, elder sister. <laughs> and she finds that basically to uh, invigorate them, it's better to insult them than it is to uh, <clears throat> uh, to be nice to them. So, uh, Maru has been reading manga for about 12 hours instead of getting any work done. And he's uh, jumping up and down because he's excited that, that uh, <clears throat> uh, he just finished manga. He wants money to buy more, but they found that people are looking for them. So she's, they go outside. She says, there are a whole lot of those types loitering around, especially for the middle of the day. Ten says, yeah, Yashima don't like being out while the sun is up. Something must be up if this many suits are wandering around. And Urata says, they're from the Inma Syndicate. Uh, basically, using her hair is kind of like this magnifying glass. <clears throat> she thinks, great. The Anmyo agent from before must have leaked word 
word of us to them. I don't know how much they figured out, but if they know about us, then Hashihime is in danger. And then says, it's no big deal. I'm sure we don't have to worry about. <clears throat> we don't have anything to worry about. I mean, right now, all the major gangs are keeping each other in check. They know if anybody does anything flashy, it'll trigger a war. Even the Inma Syndicate wouldn't be stupid enough to do anything like that. I think as someone on the street uh, gets shot by, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, stabbed with like this large pin, and they're roughing him up uh, to get information uh, in the midst of this. Um, it's basically like they're at war now. Um, so just over and over, people are being uh, taken advantage of by the Inma Syndicate uh, to be figured out uh, as they're looking as they're looking for information on uh, who these new two new people are. But uh, Dopo has appeared at exactly the location where Urara and Maruo are, and he tells his underling, "Hey, uh, Unkaikyo, your mirror is like 100% accurate." He says, "You honor me, sir." Urara asks, "Who are you?" Ooh, nice, nice. You fake ignorance well. You've got a brain in that little head of yours. Yeah, I think I'll make a pretty face. Hello, I'm Dopo Okari, second chairman of the Inma Syndicate. And Tin freaks out, starts apologizing, but Dorada says, My goodness, how intimidating. Could you please not scare us so much? We we were here only here to view the premises, that's all. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Gotcha, you've got some guts, too. But play with me a second, okay? Look over there. I parked my car down there. It's my favorite Cadillac. Yep, I was super picky about its interior, too. What do you think? Didn't I deck it out nicely as Hashihime has been blindfolded and tortured uh, and uh, put in there? <clears throat> and when Urara shows that she recognizes who that is, he, uh, Dopa says, bingo. I figured something was up. Bring the other cars around. We're taking them. But then Marawa punches one of them, says, hey, yo, don't go touching her like that. Uh, uh, oh, he touches, uh, punches Dopo. And... Marvel goes, wait, he blocked? No, he dodged it, but it felt like I nailed him. So, wow, kid, you feel human, but your strength totally isn't. I got you. You must be the brawn, then, while the girl is the brains. I'm starting to see how it all fits together. As he's about to be burned by something, and he reacts like it's hot, but wait, it's kind of cold? Is it, what? And Dumpus says, oh, well, the girl's all I need, I guess. The kid's amusing, but I'm not interested in any mere human. I'll kill you right here. And Marvel says, all right, this is what I was hoping for. So, uh, definitely amping things up. <laughs> My voice cracked. Oh my gosh, this is awful. <laughs> you guys are laughing with me. <laughs> I just how terrible this is going. Uh, no cuts. And I'm definitely not re-recording this. <clears throat> so, uh, as far as the Yashimon is concerned, I'm really looking forward to how this uh, continues to go. This, and if this were any other series, I would feel, oh no, they're in danger of getting axed this early, and. That's why the one of the big bads is already here. But it feels like a natural progression. It's like, I'm, the, I'm in charge of this organization. I want to know about these people. I'm going to get something done, so I'm going to do it myself. That's a good boss. <laughs> I mean, a terrible person, but a good boss. <laughs> Crime boss, I should say. <clears throat> so we'll move on from there to uh, Black Clover, uh, page 318, in the presence of the Demon King. Um... <clears throat> So, uh, Libe is asking Lucifero if he remembers him. He says, you're the one, uh, he and Asuma say, you're the one who killed Lucita. But Lucifero says, why would I know you? Scum that doesn't have a shred of magic. The unforgivable ones are you. As the, uh, gravity-esque magic, or maybe he's just using his key or whatever to keep everyone down. <clears throat> uh, intensifies. Libe says, I want to take this guy down, no matter what it takes. And Asuma says, right. As they go into Devil Union again, which I think they're almost, they should be out of it by now. 
but maybe there was a line somewhere I missed where they have maybe like a couple minutes left. <clears throat> uh, uh, not cries out, don't be stupid, Asta, as Asta goes to attack Lucifero. Um, and the other devil who has not been given a name yet says, so there's someone who can move inside Lucifero's power. And he has no magic to begin with. He's an odd one. And Asta thinks, it doesn't matter how incredible this guy's magic is. We'll take him down in the four minutes of Delphi Union we got left. Okay, that's right. <clears throat> I thought there was a line earlier in another chapter that it said he was, like, out-out. But uh, maybe that's a retcon, maybe it's not. But uh, uh, Lucifero pulls in Aizen and stops uh, <clears throat> Asta's blade. Not with one finger, mind you, so it's not as impressive. And uh, he says, Asta won't move. But Lucifero looks at his finger and notices that he's bleeding. Just a slight little trickle. He says, how dare you, garbage? And he punches Asta in the face, flinging him backwards. <clears throat> and the other devil says, Lucifero's magic is beyond amazing, and so are his physical skills. Even if he's not complete, an ant can't beat an elephant, no matter how strong or weird it is. So Asta falls to the ground. Uh, Vanessa's freaking out because Rouge's power had saved them, but the she's almost out of magic. And she's trying to get to the Captain Yami. Uh, <clears throat> and everyone's hey, you're freaking out over and over again. It feels like we're going to get crushed. Just by existing, he forces all creation to its knees. People, spells, and even fate. So this is the King of Devils. <clears throat> Nasta think, uh, thinks, uh, all he did was punch me. But man, that was rough. My eyes won't focus. Uh, hurry up and get up. Uh, fight. Don't waste time. <clears throat> and we get a voice saying, one little boy is working real hard over there. We see it's Mireo Leona. Let us play, too, as all the captains have appeared to eventually job to Lucifero. <laughs> Is it sad that I know that's exactly what's going to happen? Next chapter. <coughs> like, uh, the moment <clears throat> they actually go up against him, they're just going to get flattened. I mean, just to keep establishing Lucifero as a threat. I think that, I mean, maybe Dorothy's magic, dream magic will work, but I think Lucifer has just got it so broken that he's going to fight back through that somehow. <clears throat> so, that's Black Clover. We'll move on to uh, Blue Ox. Uh, this will be chapter 35, Something Interesting. <clears throat> uh, so, Taiki and Shinatsu are uh, taking care of this young girl who got lost, and they're walking together. <clears throat> Each holding the other, uh, the girl's hand on opposite sides. As we flash over to Hina, who's looking at herself in a mirror, and like checking her hair, says, There. I usually hate mosquitoes, but today they came in handy. And she's still writing on the compliment that uh, she looks cute. <clears throat> As uh, some of the boys from their school see her there. And if I remember correctly, this is one of them that has a huge crush on her. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. <coughs> Well, that was bad. Uh, and they ask her why she's there. She's alone. She says, oh, no, I actually came with Taiki. Uh, Kyo was supposed to come too, but he came down with a cold. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. Even though you were faking it, I'm fairly certain. Uh, everyone else said they were going with their friends, so they turned out my invite. Then, how about we watch the fireworks together, he asks. The more the merrier. We're standing and watching over there, but I'd honestly love it if we could find a place to sit. <clears throat> how about it? And it leaves that scene as, uh, you go, wow, she's gorgeous. Are you okay? As, uh, 
so I did just lose a bit of audio there with uh, Blue Box and Dr. Stone, so I apologize to everyone. I'll just summarize what happened. Uh, Blue Box, I uh, really liked <clears throat> uh, the introduction of a new character uh, to help encourage uh, Shinatsu and Taiki together. It's nice to have confirmation about uh, Shinatsu's feelings for Taiki as a possibility, and as far as Dr. Stone is concerned, <clears throat> Senku being spaced by himself for the first time was uh, really meaningful, and I definitely loved uh, <clears throat> the, the sweet way that Zeno and Stanley both knew that this was going to happen. Uh, <coughs> I, made it, I made a couple jokes about uh, Senku's two dads, but then I realized he has three in Byakuya and four in his actual father. <coughs> Who is <laughs> might be why man at this point in time? Who knows? So I do apologize for that. I, I know uh, it's just one of those things. I just want to repeat myself too much. I am I'm ready for this to just continue. Uh, so we'll go on to uh, Durandaran, uh, chapter five, cooperation. <clears throat> and uh, uh, Dora and Kusanagi are at uh, Genshio's place. Said, "Why your family host, uh, owns this home place? Who are you?" She says, my parents run a bunch of companies, fine dining kimono, excuse me, fine dining kimonos, fine dining kimonos, traditional Japanese desserts, stuff like that. <clears throat> Japanese desserts? Wait, your last name's Yagyu. Don't tell me your family owns the Yagudo branch. We do. You make those doriyaki? Amazing too, amazing. For the first time, I actually respect you. <laughs> she turns around and says, well, I don't make them. What kind of reaction is that? Forget that, come with me. And Dora says, wait, Kusanagi, are you sure about this? If a family sees you, it'll be bad. She says, my family doesn't live here. It's just me and my attendants. We trust each other, so don't worry. I've already explained the situation to them. <clears throat> and uh, as they're passing through, he notices some uh, uh, pillars, uh, that had some of which have been destroyed. He says, oh, what are those? And one of the attendants says, uh, iron pillars, sir. <clears throat> Uh, which freaks him out. She says, uh, I am Dabuchi, sir, a humble servant of this household. Genshi Osama uses them for her samurai training. She trains every day without fail. Wait, she shredded those iron pillars? It's all right, Mononoke-san. No need to hide. Genshi Osama has explained your circumstances. The servants tr <coughs> trust Genshi Osama implicitly. She is diligent and highly principled. I beseech you to help Genshi Osama as she bows down to them. And they go to uh, Genshi's room where she has a bunch of stuffed animals in there, and uh, she is now petting Kusanagi. And Dora asks her, like, why, why, why is she doing that? She says, oh, I've wanted to do this since the first time I laid eyes on you, Kuchan. You're such a cutie. Kuchan? Wait, suddenly you're all chummy? You were out for blood earlier. There's no need to be rivals forever. I've decided to trust you guys, so I'm going to do what I want to do. So, why'd you call us out here? To pet Kuchan? I'm oh, just kidding. Do you ever learn? I thought I'd build trust by inviting you to my house. I've never had anyone in this room except for the attendants. Besides, there's something I want to ask Kuchan. Why are you so willing to vanquish Mononoke, your own species? <clears throat> and Kusanagi says, Mononoke are driven by much stronger desires than human. You'll never dissuade them with mere words. I couldn't say the first human friend I made. A Mononoke devoured them as there is a, a for this, pretty graphic scene of a little kid's hat and shoe on the ground and Kusanagi covered in blood. I don't want anyone to experience that sadness. That's why I decided to rid the world of bad Mononoke. And Dora says, yeah, when I heard that story earlier, I was thinking about how dangerous those Mononoke desires are. Look at Kusanagi, standing up to much larger enemies to protect people. Kusanagi's desire to make the world kinder and happier is truly unshakable. 
Pikachu says, that's a wonderful desire. Kuzunari says, it's both of ours, right? And Dora says, sorry, I should have said that. And they get an alert that a Mononoke has been spot, uh, uh, spotted, so they go out onto the scene. <clears throat> she climbs over a wall to get to it. As we see, this uh, one-eyed beast has captured a bunch of children to eat. And... <clears throat> Uh, it, this is known as the Hyaku Meku, excuse me, Hyakume Kozo, which means hundred eye boy. As bunch of a uh, bunch of these eyes have appeared at once to attack Genshiyo, and he mentions a master uh, who's going to be angry if anything happens to them. But uh, uh, <clears throat> Genshiyo uses Yagu Blade of Divine Speed, Hurricane Flux, and hits as many of the eyes as possible. And the eyes tell her that they're going to regenerate anything, even if she kills a couple of them. <clears throat> but uh, Dora has appeared with Kusanagi in the form of a giant fan. Says, nobody's wasted their energy. One more round with that amazing blade and you're all goners. Right, Genshio? So is this the one case in a million? She says, absolutely. And she uses Hurricane Flux and that is the end of the chapter. So, <clears throat> uh, Doron, the Relon, has definitely improved since the first chapter. Um, it's your typical Shredden Flare. Um, nothing groundbreaking so far, and that's okay. Uh, I'm enjoying it. <clears throat> oh, <yeah. coughs> we'll get through this, I swear. <laughs> piece by piece. Uh, starting with, uh, chapter 45, uh, Funny Faces, uh, 1335 of the Elusive Samurai. <clears throat> oh. So, uh, we get a flashback for Yuri Sugu, who's been told that, you know, he's basically going to be a divine being. And in the present, uh, Tokiyuki asks, so you're passing on your role as a god? And Yorishige says, yes, I've assigned, already assigned most of the work to my son, Tokitsugu. But now I'm consolidating it in my grandson, Yuri Sugu. <clears throat> and anyway, you let that in your guard as he rubs cheeks with Tokiyuki. As uh, Yuri Sugu gets mad about all of that. Uh, how Tokiyuki's monopolizing uh, his grandfather just says, hey, Tokiyuki-sama, I want us to be better friends, so please be nice to me. As he then pretends like Tokiyuki flicked him, <clears throat> causing the other two to freak out. And say, Why would you do that? Well, I didn't. He fell on his own. He starts crying, says, oh, he was mean to me earlier, too. Tokiyuki-sama hates me. He says, I'm a hojo. No one in Suwa is more important. Tomorrow we duel, and the loser will be exiled. That's what he said. I accept it through my tears. And Yorishige says, Tokiyuki-sama, are you complete rudeness? There's a really nice panel. Tokiyuki has no face. <laughs> and, uh, Yorishige says, Yorishige says, you should apologize to him. I mean it. Huh, but I would never say such a thing. He also said, someday I will kill Yorishige for shining too bright and hurting my eyes. <laughs> There's this really brutish panel of Tokiyuki, like, licking his blade. <laughs> And Yoshige says, how awful. Apologize to me. Tokiyuki says, I would never say that. Who even is that in the last panel? <laughs> and Yoshige says, but I don't mind. He's the hope of the Hojo. So exile by him would be an honor. See you at the duel tomorrow. He says, uh, you don't even think about running. I'm going to expel you as he hits him with another attack. Uh. <clears throat> And as the other two try to get Tokiyuki to calm down, he says, you two, sit down. You know he was lying, right? And that he crushed my thigh? He resents me for staying here, but I do feel bad about that. 
It may not be my place to say this, but if you two allow such behavior, he'll be a malicious god when he grows up. And they do apologize. He says, he's still, <clears throat> he's still young, but due to our circumstances, he must assume a heavy responsibility. Sua Grand Shrine would fall to ruin if its living god were to die in battle. Since we engaged in armed conflict, we must lay the burden of godhood on him. So, <clears throat> rather than give up the light at their gods, they would rather do this. So they tell him, hey, make sure this duel goes well and become a friend he can share his true feelings with. <laughs> You're foisting this off on me? But he thinks, my, my presence caused this, and I would like to be on good terms with him. Our duel will probably be just a childish game. <clears throat> this should be a good opportunity to get him to loosen up. So on the next day, we see that uh, Yurisugu has a bunch of people behind him ready to attack. Tokiyuki says, remember, I'm a god, so the whole shrine gathers at my call. I'm surprised you even came. Well, shall we start? We're going to play tag, and you're it. I will run to touch that holy pillar. If you don't catch me first, I win. Then you pack your things and leave. And Tokiyuki says, Yurisugu, Yori, Yorisugu Dono. I just want us to get along. Besides, this is tag, and I'm obviously much faster. And Yorisugu runs away. But in the midst of this, uh, <coughs> gosh, that's bad. Uh, Moritaka attacks him, says, I'm not sure what's going on, but forgive me. Yuisugu-sama said I'd suffer the wrath of the gods if I didn't stop you. <laughs> Which means that all the people there would do exactly what he... <coughs> this god, a lesson. <coughs> so an excellent chapter of the elusive samurai. Um... I'm really looking forward to the next to the next one. I imagine Tokiyuku will find a way to uh, tag Yurisugu. <clears throat> or maybe it'll be something where they're forced to bond together and um, you know, become friends. <clears throat> but uh enough of that. We'll move on to uh Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, excuse me, nope, nope. I always do this. Let's have a uh, a moment of silence, please, for uh, Hunter's Guild Red Hood. Thank you for participating. So now, we will go. <laughs> Please keep this in, John. That sounds so awful. <coughs> to chapter 170. Of Jujutsu Kaisen. Tokyo number one colony. Uh, so Reggie is being attacked by one of Fujigoro's Shikigami. <clears throat> as a... He manages uh, to attack Reggie, but then he uses contractual recreation as some of the uh, receipts <clears throat> on his body appear, uh, floating in the air, and a bunch of knives get thrown at uh, uh, Megami. Uh, one of his, the rabbit Shikigami manages to deflect some of them. <clears throat> and Reggie thinks that rabbit Shikigami is different than the others. More appear no matter how many I kill. He combined it with a water attack, so... You figured out my curse technique and decided water is an easy countermeasure. And Megami says, you manifest what's written on receipts, or something like that. Well, it's hard to put in the words, but yes, I recreate contracts. For example, I can do this. Contractual recreation, and he burns some of the receipts. The receipt I just used were for two days, excuse me, two nights and three days, plus an oil treatment at the five-star Japanese inn, Starry Sky. Which means I now feel as refreshed as I would after relaxing for two days at a hot spring. But how about you? You're injured uh, from earlier fights and have deployed multiple Shikigami, so you must be exhausted. <clears throat> he 
You can rapidly shuffle through Shikigami, but maybe not once they're injured, right? Your dog can run, attack, and defend, but you can't use it right now, so you're limited in what you can do. We both lack big moves, so we have to peck away at each other. It's a lost call if you can't kill me. Yeah, in that case, I'll run. As he flies away on one of his uh, Shikigami, but Reggie says, you won't, but you won't get away. As he summons drones uh, to go after him, and then gives himself a motor, uh, Vespa scooter. <laughs> and travels uh, after uh, Megami and finds that he has entered a gymnasium there. <clears throat> says, I could burn him out, but I don't want another chase. What's my move? And Megami's looking around and says, good, it's as spacious as I'd hoped. And Reggie asks, what are you planning, you foul brat? I bet you're plotting something too. Well, who knows? A sorcerer is nothing but a con artist. As two trucks come in <clears throat> to attack Kuchigoro from the outside, he manages to slip under them. And Reggie attacks him from behind uh, with a potted plant. <laughs> he summons a carrot to attack him. But before that can happen, <clears throat> we get Chimera Shadow Garden. And he says, I never said I didn't, don't have big moves, as he has used <clears throat> Domain Expansion uh, <clears throat> to stop Reggie in his tracks. So, wow. Uh... He's finally using it, and I'm really looking forward to this. And I'd speculate more on what it does, but I'm almost halfway through, and I'm ready. So, uh, <clears throat> I'll blaze through Kaiju number 8. Uh, this is uh, number uh, 54. <clears throat> Excuse me. Episode uh, 54. So, essentially, uh, everyone is mourning the loss of General Shinomiya. <clears throat> Uh, Narumi manages to attempt to comfort, comfort uh, Kikoro. He says, <clears throat> who has not wanted to attend the ceremony of her father's passing. Kafka is outside the room, and as he's looking at himself, he's noticing that there's a bit of kaiju number eight still on his uh, hand left over. So it seems like there's, the merge is continuing further than he expected. It's kind of spreading around. <clears throat> And uh, he's resolved himself to destroy and beat the hell out of uh, Kaiju number nine. And that is where the chapter ends. So I'm sorry that kind of got short, but I am kind of ready for uh, to move on to other parts. <clears throat> so we'll move on from there uh, to uh, Magu-chan, uh, God of Destruction uh, 73, <clears throat> Eternal Peace. I would have, however, like to say, before we start, there's been some speculation around that Magu-chan is ending fairly soon. <clears throat> uh, apparently, it's not selling as well as it used to uh, in Japan. So, uh, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Uh, Shonen Jump normally lets, you know, comedy or gag manga a little more leeway than your more shonen things. <clears throat> So, uh, it's, if it's survived this long, there's a chance it'll keep surviving, but the way things are going, I wouldn't be immensely surprised if it was axed in a couple of chapters, which would be a real shame, because I really do love this series. It's way different than everything else in Jump right now. It's nice to have something fresher. You know, you know as much as I love you know, your Exorcist series, or you know, My Hero Academia, or One Piece, it is nice to have something new out of all that. But <clears throat> we'll move on 
And uh, Ruru's mom is asking if she has any dreams for the future. And she says, well, I haven't really thought about that. She says, once I'm in high school, I want to try to get a part-time job. And her mom says, that's fine, but I was thinking beyond that. If there's anything that you decide on, please tell me about it. I want to support you in whatever way I can. Well, I've got to get back to work now. She thinks, dreams, huh? What I want to do in the future. You have any dreams for the future, Magu-chan? He says, I do not dream. I keep my eye firmly on my ambitions. I shall fill this blood oath book with the names of lowly humans and rule the entire world. I'm not sure if that's cute or creepy. I shall make any silly dream of yours a reality. Now tell me your wish. I don't know what I want. Why not rule the world with me, then? I will give you half of it. <laughs> nah, no thanks. I wonder what everyone else's dreams are. I'll ask them on Monday at school. And uh, Nepuchkin says <coughs> he wants to own his own restaurant. He'll make a killing and control the world. Ren says you know, maybe becoming a public servant. And, uh, other friends give suggestions like uh, Izuma and Seira uh, are told that you know they want to become divine generals. She wants to serve under him. <coughs> and Ruth says, I don't know. It takes all I've got. Just go to school every day. And Rin says, you're too hard on yourself. You've got it tough being on your own. It's amazing how you apply yourself every day. I don't think you have to rush to come up with anything. Even me and Oze are just going through the motions. You'll figure it out eventually. I thought you wanted to run your family's restaurant. My older sister keeps saying she'll be taking over the family business. Maybe it's okay to keep your dreams for the future vague. Just like just wanting to live happy and healthy. Like those guys, as Magu gets hit in the face with a plastic bag and uh, Napataki laughs at him. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I'm happy as it is. I hope that in the future, this peaceful, everyday life can continue. And we get narration at a quiet rural town somewhere. Uh, uh, Naputa, uh, Napataki is about to go get milk, but he realizes he doesn't get paid until tomorrow. And the narration continues, in this town where the sky meets the sea. Uh, and Ruru is telling Magu to get rid of the trash, but he blows it up instead. A superior being and a lowly human met. That their every, peaceful everyday life continues. If that is your wish, then. As Magu has been uh, <clears throat> uh, hung up with the I opened a hole in the wall sign on him. But time reverts and he is on the ground. This is what just happened. <clears throat> as uh, Napataki was taking out the trash, but he's told that he's on the wrong day to do so. And he's asking it pay, but he's like, no, you don't get paid until tomorrow, which freaks him out. <laughs> which, I mean, <clears throat> working in any service or retail job is hell anyway, so to repeat the same day over and over again, forget about it. <clears throat> and uh, Magu realizes that something's going on, as Uneris is talking to Muscar as well. Who asks her, what did you do to my golem? I told him the Song of Chaos yesterday, but he doesn't remember any of it. The morning drama series I watched this morning aired the exact same episode as the one I watched yesterday. <clears throat> then this is not your doing? Don't blame me for everything strange that happens on me. The only one capable of such a stunt is you-know-who, and I thought you were in charge of them. Well, not even I could sense their presence. You had all the... <clears throat> you had gathered all the ceiling gems, Nosukoshu, uh, Zonzage, and Gula... You used spatial detection and ocean current manipulation to recover them. Before the Holy Knight's headquarters was completed, there was no choice but to sink them deep into the ocean as part of the ceiling. Perhaps this anomaly is their work. The second pillar has manifested nearby and is distorting the flow of time. The seals on all six gods of chaos have been broken. 
This is no time to be fighting. Let us let's call a temporary ceasefire. As uh, Magu and Napataki are talking about how everything's repeated, Magu dodges the plastic bag and Napataki gets hit. <clears throat> and uh, they're asking Ruru and Rin, who haven't noticed that everything's wrong. Again, uh, what's going on as the day repeats again, and we didn't see Yupi Susu the Eternal, the second pillar. Uh, I shall grant you all an eternal day, just as you wish. <clears throat> it just kind of looks like a uh, Naya Lego, Naya Lego, uh, from Sun and Moon, uh, Pokemon. It's a really cool design. But, uh, <clears throat> that's it for, uh, Magu-chan. We'll move on from there to, uh, Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Mash Bernadette, and the Magnetic Armor. <clears throat> Start, uh, Levis is freaking out, saying, you're rubbish. I will never accept... An idiotic clown like as he grows a third line on his head. And I'm trying to remember if this is the first time this has happened in the series. Um, <clears throat> I can't for the life of me remember if even like Innocent Zero had one or not. It says, Summon Adonis, God of Magnetism, as he creates a <clears throat> an armored murder form. Magnet armor. He says, You can't defeat me. It's impossible. He rushes and punches Mash in the face. This is attract. Mash tries to fight back, but <clears throat> Levis explains, My armor shifts its own magnetic pole to attract and repel my opponent at will. As a result, my attacks never miss, which in turn renders me impervious to assault. This isn't a fight. It's an onslaught, a textbook case of the strong overpowering the weak. <clears throat> you can't win against the summons. Its power is next level. The magnetic force of this armor is several times greater than most magic. You'll never break it, and therefore you'll never defeat me. So just stand there while I beat you to death, as he continues to punch Mash in the face. He thinks, I have to win. I have to. I don't care what it takes. I need to win. I need. <clears throat> and we get a flashback to his father, uh, who, uh, messing with the both of them. They were both twins. He was told over and over again that you have to be the best of the best, and they would compete against one another. Since my older brother was better to me in every way. As a result, I faced constant punishment. Every scar on my body deepened my hatred for him. I obsessed over how I could next topple him, just to avoid the pain. It turned out I didn't need to try that hard. After a time, the tables turned, and my brother wound up receiving the same punishments once reserved for me. He said to me, This is because I'm weak, but you're strong. Don't become like me, alright? Do it for the both of us. <clears throat> his health declined after that. I couldn't stand watching as he grew weaker and weaker. Even though I knew the truth that he'd lost for my sake, I was too scared to stand up to my father. I'm weak. That's the real reason I have to use anything and everything I can to keep winning. If you're not standing at the top, you get used, abused, and trampled on. If you can't win, then it's over for you. Winning is all that drives me. No one else's aspirations can even compare. Even bruised and bleeding, I'll use any means necessary. Anything if it means I won't lose. <clears throat> and they're continuing to pummel each other in the present. Uh, bits of his armor is being chipped off by Mash. <clears throat> Levis says, people like you disgust me. People who talk that the world's some wonderful place. But you're tough enough to make it work. And, and he smiles, and Mash says thanks. And a very surprising turn of events as uh, he is then headbutted by Mash, and that is the end of the chapter. So, <clears throat> that's really nice. Uh, I know some people were really complaining uh, about how, oh no, and Mash fights someone else and they have a tragic backstory and they're going to become friends now. And I don't think they're going to become friends just yet. It's more like they kind of understand each other in this moment in time. <clears throat> and I'm all for that. 
so <clears throat> with that in mind, we'll move on to uh, My Hero Academia, number 339. The story of how we all became heroes, part two. Uh, <clears throat> so it starts <clears throat> with uh, Deku standing up after Hatsume landing on him. And Edith says, that we've come to you today to request costume repairs. And she says, why not put in the request to the item agency like usual? She says, um, the agencies are, well, there's been disruption to the typical exchange of goods and services these days. We now need to rely on a support course. Oh, you don't say. Well, that makes sense. And I go, wait, is she clueless about the state of the world right now? As a uh, power loader appears <clears throat> and says, you know, costume repairs. Oh, come on in. As I go into the uh, workshop for everything, and you notice everything's kind of strewn around. And Deku brings his gauntlets to her. Uh, is this a rush job? She says. He says, you bet it is. No can do. Sorry. With that level of damage, I need to remake them basically from scratch. And we like the condinium for the compression mechanism. <clears throat> so no can do. And Ida's asked about his armor and says, nope, same thing. And Deku asks her what she's working on. The evac shelter blocks? Oh, they're blasting off. Cool. <clears throat> and Power Loader says, I enlisted Hatsume to help improve our defenses. She's busy concocting... Uh, new mechanisms in case of mass evacuation. Like I alluded to before, her zeal and inventive mind put her in a league of her own. Even a perfect A-plus idea could drop to an A-minus in a flash. When I think of a new baby, i got to raise it right. That's some wisdom from me. Neku says, I get it. No wonder you're paying no mind to the outside world. You're laser-focused on your blood inventions. You're pretty amazing, Hatsume. <clears throat> she says, don't be dense, Midoriya. As dense as high-density polyethylene. Excuse me? I don't get it. Of course I'm aware of the nasty predicament you hear is facing out there. We no may not be fighters, but just like, like how you guys are trying every trick in the book to protect as many people as possible, we're tackling it in our own way. Inventing stuff is how the support course does heroics. As she tosses uh, <clears throat> gauntlets to Deku and punch him in the face, uh, she says, I couldn't replicate them exactly. My babies might not be the latest and greatest, but please put them to work for you. And gloves included? Neat. Did you left hand alone with, just whip these up? Thanks so much. And this is no perfect replica of your armor, Ida, but enjoy. <laughs> she also, his face gets punched in. <clears throat> and the two other support guys were like, we were just about to take their measurements. And she says, please give your hero course pals a message. Let's win this. <clears throat> As it in lead to with the other members of Class 1A, <clears throat> and Sarah asked, uh, says, uh, that didn't take long, you two. Good thing we're all prepped and ready. And Ida says, just in time then, thank goodness. Sarah says, faces ain't supposed to stick that way, yeah? <laughs> and their faces are still punched in from being attacked. <clears throat> and then uh, Mount Lady speaks, says, I've heard about when, what Class A has been through, but sadly we can't afford to waste a single day at this point. Our best case scenario is still fighting and mopping up the Liberation Front and in the League of Villains as soon as possible. That would solve this whole mess, so we're not abandoning the original plan altogether. <clears throat> and standing around all dazed and confused is just playing into our enemy's hands. And Mina asks if Aoyama will take that hand we offer, and Deku says, I have faith that Aoyama will come back to us. And Bakugo says, assuming he ain't whammied by some kind of curse. But uh, Shoto says, <clears throat> I think it'll be fine, because he has always had his sights on the man, set on the man he wants to be, more than any of us. I don't know if I believe that, but sure. Uh, it says, okay, people, let's move. Mabdori is at the center of this operation. Class 1A <clears throat> of UA's Heroes course. Search squad assemble. And meanwhile, in the Kansai region, uh, we see uh, Nejere with short hair, and I gotta say, it looks good on her, uh, with uh, Sun Eater and uh, Fat Gum, <clears throat> uh, who are bringing people to Shiketsu High with, oh, Riku is there as well, 
Uh, so gone are the days of slinging sneak attacks and raids at each other. Now it's the opposite. Both sides are pulling out all the stops, gearing up for a true blue all-out war on every front. So we get All Might and Hawks uh, saying, so about our plan B, let's refute a key info about the other battle that could decide it all. So is this leading up to that Suicide Squad idea people have brought up? <clears throat> for uh, potentially people like uh, Koichi from Vigilantes uh, joining in <clears throat> on, on the fun? <clears throat> uh, could Gentle Criminal and Labrava show up as well? Uh, maybe uh, some people like uh, Mustard or uh, Moonfish or whatever his name was that were caught, like they're being forced to... <clears throat> Like I said, Suicide Squad, the way to do other things. I'd really hope so. That'd be a lot, really, a really fun <clears throat> part of this. Uh, so we'll move on uh, from that. Uh, to My Hero Vigilantes, uh, chapter 117. Uh, we see uh, Pop in the midst of at the hospital. is uh, uh, <clears throat> Her vitals are all messed up. And Midnight is telling her, hey, Koichi was out there busting his butt for your sake, so don't give give in just yet. As we go over to Koichi, and he's looking at his hands, we're kind of glowing uh, with the idea of the uh, knuckle duster power that he's been inspired by. And he runs away from number six. <clears throat> he's thinking, uh, this has got to be the bad one, the shot I'm never supposed to use. But Knuckle Duster says, Koichi, this baddie's a big one. He's earned a knuckle sandwich. Master, again? I thought you'd reached the afterlife by now. Uh, take a closer look. His body is a cluster of pure energy. Not something you can deal damage to in the usual way, but his real body's up in the head, and that exposed brain is his weak point for sure. Introduce that brain to your fist to knock him dead. He told his killer be killed, kid. No holding back. But I want to hold back. Or snipe his noggin with your shooty go kablam. Nope, not on board with that either. What's the logic there? If you gotta murder someone, do it with your fists? That's no way, there's no way that somehow makes it okay. As Pop appears behind him, uh, his mental image of her, says, uh-huh, true enough. Says, what? Pop, pop uh, I mean, <clears throat> long time no see, I guess. Why are you picking a fight with that bruiser, huh? I wouldn't say I picked the fight, he's got some kind of axe to grind, but there'll be bigger trouble if he takes his rampage beyond our neighborhood. I'm just trying to keep him here. At real noble, but you gotta at least hit him back. Scramble his brains. Uh, maybe without aiming to kill? <laughs> and Kuchi says, but if I fight back, you'll get mad at me. But that's your hang-up? Why do you make me feel like a gal to be feared? No, I'm not scared of you. More like, I don't want you to hate me. <clears throat> she says, you dummy, you're as dense as ever. There's this difference. All right. Uh, there's a difference between me getting mad versus me hating you. There's nothing you can ever do to make me hate you, Koichi. Never has been, never will be. You know I always love you. Uh, there's no other heroes around, so you're all we've got, Koichi. The only one who can play hero now. So this just one time, I'll allow it. Get it done, hero. As he then... Smashes <clears throat> using his new uh, knuckle duster style to attack uh, number six, who is uh, parts of him are being uh, destroyed by <clears throat> the attack. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, I am pressed for time. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll move on to One Piece uh, 1036. Bushido is the way of death. <clears throat> As King flashes back to when he thought. Uh, he brought up to Kaido that he thought that he was Joy Boy, uh, who was someone who could potentially uh, uh, break the chains of people, lead them, and Kaido's like, yeah, I'm not that. But in the present, uh, Zora says, 
that uh, he made a promise to Luffy. He's never going to lose again. Uh, Luffy's going to become king of the pirates, so I guess I might as well become the king of hell. So we get uh, winner Zoro as he has defeated King. The uh, government agents are all freaking out about how this could happen. It makes no sense to them. Uh, they go over everything that's happening in the moment right now as Yamato has appeared and uh, to the basement armory and Roki is there defending it. <clears throat> but uh, Fuga uh, intervenes and manages to get in the way to help her get inside while he takes down Roki. <clears throat> uh, Usopp is in the midst of freaking out <laughs> uh, trying to save uh, Kiku and Kinemon. <clears throat> and He's told, like, hey, take her... Uh, uh, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Take uh, Ki uh, Kiku instead. And Usopp freaks out and says, wait, why did I even show up? What is with you samurai and your death wishes? What use is your pride taking responsibility through Harakiri? I'm not a fan of this culture of yours. I cling to life with snot running from my nose if I have to. I don't care if it looks pathetic. I survive. It's what I do. And it's the entire reason I'm standing here alive today. Ugh. <clears throat> Why are you idiots so satisfied with just pulling off your raid? As in the midst of this, he is then protected uh, by Izo. <clears throat> he said, yeah, I saw Marco on the performance floor, too. Uh, what's going on? Uh, uh, <laughs> Usopp says, uh, who's that? Thanks, though. <laughs> and Kinemon says, Izo. Brother, I fear. Don't speak. It'll only hurt you. We'll have plenty of time later to talk later. Uh, and I'm sorry, I I'm trying to remember. Uh, I said she, but I think preferred is he uh and uh, i'm uh, i'll i'll correct it later on i apologize for that i don't want to like <clears throat> the uh uh what's what i'm looking for wrong <laughs> uh negligent and <clears throat> on this issue we're told uh, focus on your survival if you truly believe in straw hat luffy that is and Iza says, take them to the safety, God Usopp. So what? You know who I am? As uh, both uh, Raizo and uh, Fukuro Kuji, Kuju <clears throat> have attempted to put a paralysis jutsu on the other one. They're both just staring at each other. <laughs> it's a pretty good scene. <clears throat> we move on from there to uh, Luffy and Kaido. So we get gum gum. Gum gum rock gun! As uh, Kaido is hit and Luffy's wiping off some of the blood on his face is... <laughs> having fun now. And kind of says, so am I. <clears throat> and that is the end of the chapter. So I skipped a bit of it for the sake of brevity. Um, <clears throat> I do apologize again. I cannot for, for life remember what, what uh, gender Kiku prefers. And I want to be respectful of that. Um, <clears throat> you know, despite personal feelings on the matter. Um, that way, that you know, represent, represent it accordingly. So... That's on me. I should have done more research before I uh, went through this chapter. But uh, we'll move on from there uh, to Spy Family 58-2. <clears throat> so Lloyd and Bon are there. Uh, bon has saved the dog. And uh, Bon detects that some of the building's going to fall, so he gets Lloyd out of the way. He says, your nose was able to detect an impending collapse. That's incredible. Well, so much for the fire escape option. Now we'll need to cut through the smoke to break our way out. But even if I'm able to hold my breath, Bon can't. So Lloyd brings a plastic bag, <clears throat> plastic bag, puts it over, and manages to collect some air because you know, if a fire is happening, we'll stay as low to the ground as possible. And they run out of the building, uh, kicking through a window, 
And uh, Lloyd says, you know, uh, to one of the passersby, like, this little guy got left behind in an apartment 407. Oh, that's got to be Miss Bennett's dog. Is it still in there? You two went that far to save her dog. That's quite a dog you got there. And then it's, oh, Bond, you're on fire. <laughs> Hold tight to grab a bucket of water. And they pour water on him. And he's... <coughs> we find that Bond is one of those dogs that's just a lot more fluffier. So he's not as built as you'd think he is. <coughs> and he kind of looks like... Um... <coughs> Uh, Mr. Elegant guy was it Henderson, the the one of the uh, main teachers there at the academy. <clears throat> he says, uh, "This is what happens when you get wet." <laughs> he says, "It thinks you're the one who bathes him, so I've never seen him like this before." Finally, no, a spy must maintain his composure at all times. He starts trying not to laugh. <laughs> says, I'm just glad the fire's out. <clears throat> Bond sniffs the air. And says, "What is it?" So, sir, please keep an eye on the pup. Uh, sure, stop right there, Bond. You see, the arsonist is out there, and Bond attacks him, <clears throat> going for the leg, and, uh, some fire accelerants and incendiary devices fall out of his pockets. He says, I'll teach you how to mess with humans, stupid mutt, as he pulls out a knife, but Twilight stops him, grabs him by the arm, punches him in the face. He says, you think this is the guy who lit the fire? And Bond says, Borf! <clears throat> And he thinks, according to police reports, this is the same accelerant that was used in the other arson, recent arsons. We'll call on a tip and let the police work it out. Nice catch. Was it sent in the building, or did you, all the nervous sweat tip you off? Well, great work either way. <clears throat> As we see, uh, the woman whose dog they say is real happy. Uh, Bond is real happy as well. <clears throat> and they go away. Um, <clears throat> that way that they don't appear in the papers. And Lloyd pats him on the head and says, you did good today. That was impressive. That said, I told you to bite the arms, not the legs. You gotta be careful, because there's someone else back home who'd be heartbroken if anything happened to you. I'm sorry about before. Your working dog duty should always come second. I want you to think of yourself as a member of the Forger family first and foremost. Got that? <clears throat> you aren't hurt, are you? You did breathe in a lot of smoke. Maybe we should drop by the vet on our way home. And uh, Bond rubs up against him, says, I don't get the wrong idea. I just want to head off anything that could derail my mission by destabilizing the Forger family is all. And Lloyd smiles. And he says, I don't have any other missions tomorrow, so why don't we all go to the dog park? You didn't get left out of the family vacation, after all. And that's the end of the chapter. <clears throat> so, thank you guys uh, for suffering through all of that, <coughs> if you're still listening. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, so a shorter episode, thank God. Uh, so uh, we are the Starving Writers Guild. Uh, we offer editing services as well as ways to help uh, other writers uh, publish their own work. <clears throat> uh, we are MC Ashley, uh, John Transylvania, and Barbara Page. You can find us at StarvingWritersGuild.com. You can find our work there as well. Also on Amazon under those names. If you can for the podcast, please spread us in any way you find po- uh you know, find possible. Uh, word of mouth has definitely helped. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, we are, I have changed the name of the Twitter to Starving Writers Guild Podcast. That way it's not as long <clears throat> and more succinct there. Uh, you can also help us uh, on Spotify or iTunes by leaving us a five star review. That's one of the best ways to help get recognition is for people to see that in the algorithm. So thank you once again. Until next time, see ya. <laughs>